Hurt takes the snap. He's back. He's going to run. He's in! Touchdown! Jalen Hurts! The Eagles are just devouring the Giants. And it is A.J. Brown again! Another touchdown! That was a tough watch, wasn't it? Dude, what was that, bro? Yeah, it was. It was. It was rough. It was rough. Um, I, was, I remember I was sitting there that last night. Like I was texting you guys, and I was thinking to myself, I got Papa John's on the way. Like I'm gonna sit up in my favorite, like favorite spot in the house. Monday night football. There's no way we lose this to the Seahawks. I was I was excited to hop on here. And talk about a win. And what are we doing now? Not talking about a win. Not talking about a win. Uh, welcome back to the Link lineup. Uh, uh, it's me, Chase, and then we got Bryce, uh, Josh, uh, somewhere, somewhere. He may be joining us uh, here in a few. But for now, it's uh, it's me and Bryce. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another uh, edition of the show. Um, you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, leave a review, like, uh, subscribe, follow, whatever you do on that that specific platform. I uh, do that. Um, YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. But uh, you know, it is currently Tuesday, December nineteenth, uh, and uh, the day after the Eagles blow. It was a four-point lead at the time, but... Do you have any faith after they scored? Who? Seattle. Seattle? At the end. Uh, after Jalen ran for 20 yards, yes. And then next play, we don't... What about, what about immediately after they scored? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had faith. I, I thought we'd at least go to overtime. But... But, yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the mistakes that... I made um, with the show was recording immediately after a game because that's whenever the t- the takes are like the absolute hottest. And I feel like, uh, you know, I've had a day, not a full 24 hours to kind of let us you know, sink in and whatnot. But, you know, I've had a day. Um, and my perspective, I can tell you right now, is a whole lot different than Bryce's. So uh, you're going to have the best of both worlds. And, um, It'll be it'll be a fun show, and uh, you know I'm excited to talk about it because you know I don't I don't like to talk a lot about football with people, so um, at least like enjoyable talks, you know, about at least about the Eagles, my favorite team, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, Eagles lost to Drew Locke and the uh, Seahawks. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, I think I had the loss, you had a loss uh, for the specific game, and. Uh, well, see, so we're correct in that instance. But this is like – I'm sitting here trying to think of, like, maybe the worst loss that I've ever seen possibly as an Eagles fan so far. No. Uh, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot worse. Well, no, I'm thinking of, like, the implications that this is this loss is holding from, like, a media standpoint as well also. So we look at it as you 
Right, I'm not even going to dive completely into it yet because if I start now, I'm going to go on and on. So, to me, this is definitely the worst loss of the Sirianni Hurts regime. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about the game real quick, and then we can kind of have our our heated and passionate discussion at the end. Um, so the game itself, first first drive felt great, felt phenomenal. Oh, refreshing. Um, yeah, I had I had the uh tell the like put the word out that we're back, we're back up or whatever that that meme, you know, with the Eagles hat. Yeah. Had that one ready to fire away. Um cuz I thought I thought cuz we got we scored got three and out. And I was like we're about to blow these guys out. Uh, we're back. <laughs> that was um, the immediate feeling. Yeah, so there's three and out and then we had a we was three and out. Three and out. And then yeah, they had a they had killed a, it. I think that they had they had a six and out maybe, and then we had the false start uh, on the touch false start. But the more it was explained I, to me, I think it was the correct call because apparently the league has like been looking into it, like stuff like that. Which he does move the ball, so I mean, whatever. I hate I hate that in that moment. I hate I, that they're using that play as like a reason to look into that because I know Jason Kelsey is not the only center that's ever done that. Before. Yeah. I, I mean, you got, you got centers are like spinning the ball, like mm-hmm. as they're like, you know, getting set and whatnot. Um, the one thing I don't like about that is like, we went for it on like fourth and something like previous and why not go for it there? You know? Um, but like penalty sucks, uh, but we got three, and then I can't tell you what happened after that. I think that's when they got they they scored maybe they scored a field goal, and then we had like the two opportunities to score before the half and just couldn't do it. Um, so like two fa- offense, but before half times is might be the worst offense I've ever seen in my life. I, you can you could definitely say that. Um, but going to the half felt great. You know, defense doing their thing. Um, offense was moving like for the drives that weren't two minute offense. We're moving, moving at will pretty much. Um, second half comes comes out. Seattle runs the ball down our throat, and we have no answer whatsoever. Kenneth Walker's just bouncing around like a damn pinball and pinball machine, and um, it was rough. It was a rough watch. Um, we we scored in the second half. Uh, Tush push, right? Yeah. Um, but I want to ask your opinion on this. What do you feel about? Or how do you feel about the uh, the switch from Sean Asad to Matt Patricia? Because I feel like well, we obviously didn't get to, didn't get to uh, talk about it because it was what what's going on? Twitter notification. Oh, um, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we can talk about it because it happened after recorded. So now that we've seen it in action, what do you what do you take away from Matt Patricia's first game as a uh, caller i okay so this is my immediate reaction i think he actually called a good game but he's gonna get a lot of scrutiny because of the final possession and a lot of it i don't know if it's directly towards him it should be towards him i think he put people in the right spot i just don't think they executed um but to me, 
it comes down to the entire drive that the 92 yarder that I was the entire thing that was playing through my head. Keely Ringo wasn't on the field that entire drive. And well, I don't know, I don't know the reasoning behind that either because he was arguably the best corner of that game. Yeah, that's what that's what was making me so frustrated. Keely Ringo is a dream matchup for DK Metcalf. You know what I mean? Like, if you are picking, if you are in a lab molding a corner to guard DK Metcalf specifically, you're making something like Keely Ringo, a tall, fast, physical corner. That's the fucking deep ball that they threw on him. To me, Keeley is in a much better position to make a play based on his makeup speed alone. Like, the thing is, we kept putting James Bradbury on him when James Bradbury is not playing well. He's just not. I love the guy. Me and you talked about this last night. It sucks that he's playing so bad because we like him as a person. I think he is a great guy. He holds himself accountable when he messes up, makes mistakes. Yeah. And he's just not playing well right now. And it sucks. And I hate it because he's getting so much hate on social media. It makes me feel bad because I really like him as a person. Like he's a great dude, but you cannot leave him on an island with DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is bigger than him. He's a lot faster than him. He's more physical than him. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. Go with somebody who matches up better. And even think of it like this. If Keeley gets beat and we still lose that game, you have an out to say that that's his first NFL start as a rookie. You know what I mean? Like that, that's something that is expected of Keeley to have mistakes. Keeley never made a single fucking mistake that entire game. Keeley was arguably our best defender that entire game. The best player on the defense that entire game. And it doesn't make sense to me on why you keep him off the field. Yeah, uh, I think. Has, but to answer your question, I think Matt Patricia called a very solid game. Yeah, um, as far as for per PFF, Keeley had a seventy-eight point two, which is one, two, three, six on the team. Um, which his coverage was a seventy-nine point seven, which was the highest on the team. Um, he definitely needs more snaps for sure. Um, yeah, so like. James Bradbury. Let me ask you this, because this brings up a question that I was laying in bed thinking about last night. Do you think our player development needs to be in question on how we develop players throughout their career? Um, I don't think so. I think well, I think some of the the like the homegrown talent we've had, I mean, they've been developed like pretty well. I mean, you have but the, like when it comes to corners. I mean, when's the last time we invested heavy in a cornerback? Like, drafted one. I mean, the one I think of Avante Maddox, but. I mean, he was still, like, what, third round, fourth round? Yeah. So, 
So I mean, we haven't I get we, it, but... we haven't drafted like a stud like cornerback that has like proven like track record. Uh, what I was kind of just asking or saying, I f- I'm scared that we're going to put our players in such our young guys in such positions that it almost stunts their development and like stunts their growth as a player. But that, I, I don't know. I think the There's one thing about Nick Sirianni that I've hated as a fan, but also like respected was he'll bring on somebody very slowly to make sure like they don't get beat up too bad. Um, which for this season sucks because I feel like Nolan Smith should have had plenty more snaps. I feel like Sidney Brown should have had a lot more snaps. And then, obviously, Keeley's been hidden for the past, what, 15 weeks? 14 weeks now? And so, like, we could have, I mean, we could have used him. Um, but, like, I understand, you know, it takes time. And you don't want to rush a rookie out there and, you know, they get exposed and like you have Emmanuel Forbes on your team where everybody hates him. They don't think it, it, like he deserves a chance. And we don't want his that. confidence is already shot. Yeah. Even though Emmanuel Forbes swags his finger like he's Jalen Mills. Um you know, you don't want that. And like it's funny saying that because last week against Dallas, Keeley had the worst first snap first NFL snap on defense you could have. Just yeah. You did everything to prevent him from catching the ball, and he still got the ball, and you got flagged for it twice. Yeah. So, uh, I think I think I think we're fine with development and stuff like that. Uh, now we're just old. We're just old in the secondary. I think that that kills us. I think this is one of this is probably going to shock you. Maybe I don't think Reed Blankenship's been playing well. Um. At least, at least in coverage, he's awesome going downhill. Awesome, but I think in coverage he's been been rough. I can't really remember a time from this game he ever had to really cover somebody, though. I think he could have helped James Bradbury out a lot um, in that last. Well, if you listen to James in the like post game interview or whatever, he was talking about like he was saying that that play was on him. Because oh, I was talking about that play. I was talking about the, like leading up to that play. Because like the the slant where uh, he throws it to DK and he kind of falls. Reed Reed's like playing too far off of it. He's like or he's not he's like not able to even help. Yeah. Uh, James Bradbury and um, you know I feel like he's not he's not playing well. Kevin Byard. I feel like I feel like he's playing okay. I, I don't think he's playing great. He's not playing up to what we thought he would be. Um, that sucks to see because there, there's like, like, like glimpses of like, man, he's awesome. But then there's like, ooh, what happened there? Uh, Shaq mm-hmm. Leonard. So we're talking about the back seven. Shaq Leonard. I don't know. I don't know what to think of him. He looks like he's old and he's hurt whenever he he's trying to run. Um, you know, he did have back surgeries. Those two, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm sure that has doesn't help your your lateral quickness at all. Uh Nicholas Morrow had a I feel like he had a game. I feel like I, I think he was our highest graded player. He was. Um he he surprised me. If he could if he could just play if Nicholas Morrow can play like that every game, which clearly I, f- I almost forgot about the game uh, against 49ers. But uh 
if he can play like that, he's solid. He's solid. We don't really need like Shaq Leonard to play a lot of snaps. Um, yeah. We miss Zach Cunningham. Though. We miss Zach Cunningham, especially in the run game. Badly. Um, if he can, if he can find a way to stay healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to re-sign him. Yeah, he might be like a one, like a one-year rental. Um, but I mean, we're old. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna have to be something that Howie addresses in the offseason. But that's um, the thing, man. I think Howie needs to take some more scrutiny and more criticism over some of the positions that he's drafted. He com- he just fucking completely ignores the cornerback and linebacker position. Just completely ignores them. Doesn't pay attention to them at all. You could throw safeties in there too. He just doesn't draft them. Bro, that's it's gonna catch up to you at some point. And it it's slowly starting to. So, if you were to take the the suggestions that a lot of people are making on Twitter and on like social media in general, and benching Jane Bradbury and having uh, Keely Ringo and Eli Ricks starting, like cornerback wise, you would have two people and you're starting like four, I guess you want to call them four, two safeties, two cornerbacks. Two of them were undrafted, right? Yeah. One of them. Well, Keely was like, oh, a third, fourth round pick? Can't remember. Mm-hmm. Fourth, I think. Which he had, like, for some people, he had a first round grade. So, like, it, it could be looked at still. But we have a lot of undrafted players we're depending on. Um, Eli Ricks, Josh Job, uh, Reed Blankenship. Um, what's undrafted? Oh, I thought I'm forgetting somebody. Maybe that's it. But that's a lot. And there's not many first round picks, second round picks. In that secondary, um, I mean, Darius, Darius Slay is 33. James Bradbury's, I think, just turned 31 or he's 30. I can't remember. Um, so it's just not a good look. And uh looks like we have a a, a new guest. Um, his name is Josh. He has finally joined us. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Uh, we were just talking about uh, – did you get a haircut? No, what do you mean? Yeah, you got a haircut. Nice. <laughs> yeah, a little more yeah. aerodynamic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Still a breeze. Um, we we're just talking about the uh, secondary and uh, how we're old, and you know how we should get a lot of um, a lot of blame for just not using any of his resources on like the secondary, and then like linebacker. When was the last time we drafted a linebacker high? And like I understand. The, the whole thing, like, linebacker maybe isn't super important, but, like, Fred Warner's pretty important. You know? Fred Warner could change a game. Yeah. I mean, who, name, name me another good good linebacker that you're like, ah, I wish we had him. You can name Andrew probably Queen. 45, to be Ron honest Smith. with. Yeah. Fucking give me Kaiser White back at this point. Give me TJ Edwards back. TJ Edwards? White. <laughs> TJ TJ was just so slow. He was just so slow. But man, he makes. Dude, plays. have you seen him for the Bears lately? Motherfucker awesome. is balling. Yes. <laughs> we could have kept him. Yeah. I mean, I I get what they were trying to do. They wanted the Kobe Dean to take over, but how's that? How's that working for you? I, I love Nakobe. I wish he would do good. So that so that signed card I have will be worth something. That's, that's not I feel right. like that's the only reason you love Nakobe. Yeah, I got Kyron Williams. 
that might pan out. It might. It might. He saved uh, my fantasy year. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second because that was, that, was, that was fun. Fun talk. Um, but yeah, defense. Defense is uh was it was better I think. I like the rotations. Ask Josh, like, the question you asked me. Uh, I will. I will one second because I'm I'm getting there. I'll segue oh. in there. I was getting there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I like the rotation. Like I think I said last episode was like I expect to see Patrick Johnson, Nolan Smith, add more. Uh, There's a couple points on we hit that we like nail on the head on our last podcast that we seen in the game. Yeah. Um, and then there are some things we missed on. Example, uh, Gabe Davis over thirty-three and a half yards. Uh, Josh, so uh, sold. Yeah. Well, it's all right. I messed up my Devontae's. Uh, so <laughs> it's all good. But uh, but Josh, the question was basically, what was the question? Because I want, I don't want, I don't want to like. How you feel about how'd you feel about Matt Patricia? Yeah. Do you think like do you think we benefited from Matt Patricia calling plays over Sean Desai? I mean. In a vacuum, like if you told me going into the game we're going to give up twenty points, I would have taken that all day. Yeah. Obviously, it hurts the way we lost at the end, giving up a ninety-two yard drive. But at the end of the day, if you give up twenty points, if we give up twenty points, we should win nine times out of ten. Yeah. And so, I mean, overall, I mean, it was the Seahawks, who uh, I mean, they're borderline playoff team. But uh, I mean, yeah, I thought Patricia was solid, especially for you know first time calling plays all year. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing from that whole game was when they showed that graphic of DK versus the Eagles um, from the previous games, and it was like at this point in the game he had like one catch for eight yards. Eight yards. I was like, why'd you do that? <laughs> I knew I, the writing was on the wall, and uh, I, I was like, I, I don't like what's going. And sure enough, DK did his thing. Um, so I, I give him credit, man. I give Drew Locke a lot of credit too. Um, that catch on the sideline with James Bedberry and Timmy Brown all over him was crazy. Um, that was a hell of a catch. That catch where James Bradbury was all over him and he caught it on his hip was crazy. I thought James Bradbury picked it off. I was like, "Yep." Just Ooh. think we could have him part of the receiving core. Yeah, but we had we had we know who you know, you know who we had. <laughs> no, exactly who we had. Man, what a time it was. Um, but uh, I think that's about it for the deep. Anybody else has a point they want to bring up? Um, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the offense. To me, it's just your young guys are playing so well that it's hard to keep them off the field. And I feel like this this franchise has a lot of emotional ties to our older players. It's going to come to a point where you got to look yourself in the mirror and f- figure out what's better for this franchise moving forward. Definitely could have used Darius Slay this game. Uh, he's caught, he's he's catching a lot of hate on social media, but call it what you want. To me, that 92-yard drive wouldn't have happened if Darius Slay was on the field. Um, to me, it wouldn't have happened if Keely Ringo was on the field, but that's neither here nor there. Thank you for getting one big important piece there. Is James Radray would still be on that field. So Yeah. That's, I mean, Tyler Lockett would have had something. I mean, Jason got the fucking touchdown, so I mean, didn't matter. Whoever offense on James Bradbury. Yeah. So, what's our opinion on that? Bench him or keep him out there? I think I think uh, 
these next three games is like a perfect time to kind of get the young guys going. Uh, I w- instead of swapping out Keeley and like Eli, fucking swap out Eli and James Bradbury, rotate them in and out, or line up James Bradbury at the end. Let him, let him, uh, because the cornerback thing isn't working out right now. Uh, like and like like you said, he's a great he's a great guy. I I like him. Um, but at the end of the day, the end of last year, he was slowing down. You could see signs of it, and we still resigned him. And we resigned Slay, knowing that he was going to be thirty three years old. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. To be honest with you, I don't know. But I do think that the younger guys should definitely get more playing time with these next couple of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense. Favorite topic. Um, so, uh, Jalen Hurts came out strong. Uh, one point that uh, I, was, I don't know who I listened to this morning. I listened to like five different podcasts this morning at work. Um, <laughs> but do you think that Jalen kind of like lost some zip towards like the end there? Like maybe he was tired because he was sick. Definitely on that deep ball. I think that shit was underthrown badly. But um, AJ, the AJ one, the Quez one. Oh, the Quez one. Uh, Quez. First of all, why is he on the fucking field? Second of all, why are you continuing to try to target him? Why are you trying to make him something that he's not? He's not a good player. If you, I can't remember the last time Quez Watkins did something good. I can't. Indianapolis Colts. We saw it in person. He got the out route for a touchdown. Dude, there was nobody around him for fucking fifteen yards. I could have caught that. I don't know why we're we're like saying Quez is a deep threat like that. I don't. I don't remember a time where he. He busts a play open. What was he the guy that caught the the ball against the Niners and we didn't score? Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's like the only it was time like, in his it was career. like a ninety-one yard catch. Slow motherfucker got caught. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have a speed threat. He got caught. Get me. Um, get him off the field though. There was so like that play. Uh, the all twenty-two. Look at it. He's like communicating with AJ. He's like, hey man, what? What's going on here? What are we doing? And AJ's like, I don't know. And so uh Quez runs the I guess I guess a go, maybe. I'm not sure what you want to call it. But um a couple of things with that is Quez didn't even like jump for the ball. If he jumps there, that's a PI because he's getting yeah. he's getting pulled. So like you jump and like you're like, oh god, I can't like I'm mm-hmm. hello. He but he didn't do anything. He's ran. He just like looked at it. Just kept on like looking at it. Come on, man. Throw, throw your hands up something. Yeah. Made, it, made it too easy. And then there was... The bad thing about it is, too, another thing that you can kind of tell from it, Quest declined the post-game interview. So well, he, that should tell ass. you everything you fucking need to know. He, he knows he's ass. Yeah. But uh, he had a clear-out route for Monte, uh, and then he... He like stopped running, and then Devontae almost got killed because of it. Um, so it, give OZ the the snaps. Don't give Julio the snaps. I'm tired of watching Julio barely walk. He's not running out there. He's I don't know what he's doing. He's walking. <clears throat> but he had a crucial third down catch. Yeah, but I don't care. 
He's ass. Um, <laughs> Come on, dog. Uh, he, he he might be a legend, but he's not he's not an Eagles legend. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but they give OZ the targets at this point. He's earned them. I feel Quest like he, on, I, hold on. Quest Quest have a touchdown this year? I don't think so. No. Well, guess who does? Julio. Uh, here's a fun fact. Uh, the Eagles are zero and three since Quez Watkins has came back. Send this motherfucker to IR. Don't I let think, him come back. I, just I, cut I, him. I don't know if that's the actual stat, but I think he came back for the 49ers game, and we've lost ever since. So, or we can put up these facts. Uh, Chase uh, bought the Kelly the Kelly Green you know hoodie. I haven't won since. Uh, Chase uh, Chase bought the uh, the chain. Haven't won since. Chase. Rice bought a lot of stuff in Philly. Haven't won since. I uh, I, I'm not sure what I need to do or get rid of to make us. I might win send a game. it back. Uh, I mean, at this point, yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a Kelly Green jersey. It's not because we we beat the Bills with that jersey on when I had it on. So I'm not sure what to do. Uh, but uh, go back to offense before because we got way off track. Uh, what about DeAndre Swift? I feel like he had a great game. I feel like he was. He's very he's shifty. Good. Yeah, he was he was awesome. I, I wish I get the ball more. Uh, I'm not gonna say run the ball because I mean everything was working at one at like at some point, but uh I I wish I wish I could start running more. And what a what a heads up play to slide in bounds. I was mm-hmm. at, whenever I saw him do that, I was like, We won. This this is it. This, we're good. And you know, you know what happened. But uh <laughs> God, it's so fucking frustrating to watch because we just we do everything right. We do what we're supposed to do, and for some reason we get a lead and we fucking start sh- shying away from what's working. Running the ball is working. They don't like to run the ball. Whatever the whatever the fuck is problem with this offensive coaching staff and running the ball, it is utterly ridiculous, dude. Like I get it. They wanted to put the bed, the whole everybody on social media saying run the ball. They came out in the first drive and ran the ball more than I think I've seen them run the ball all year. And they get a lead and they just stop doing it. I don't. Oh, dude, it's so fucking frustrating. I, I don't get it, man. Well, I don't know who to blame for it neither. That's it's so fucking annoying because. Nobody answers fucking questions in press conferences. I know. This it's so fucking frustrating, dude. Nick doesn't answer shit. Brian Johnson doesn't answer questions. Nobody is answering a question. But you know who did answer something today? Hmm. It wasn't on an interview. It was AJ Brown on Twitter. Whenever okay. they're talking, talking about Lord Bronson. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Oh, I guess I guess it was him. But like saying he was the first read on that play on third and eight. You shitting me? That's the play call. Yeah. Um, and we'll get more into that because I have I have something I want to say about um that play in particular. But why are we calling that? And like, if that is Brian Johnson, dude, we want to backtrack everything we said last week. I'll yeah. take it back. I'll take it back real quick because you can't do that. Like, dial it up on second and eight, not third and eight. Um, yeah, that's what's so because fr- I feel like they've done that so many times, even dating back to last year. I specifically remember times in the game of the 49ers NFC Championship game. 
they've called that play several fucking times. And it's all on third downs when there's it's at a point in the game where the momentum of the game itself feels like it's shifting, shifting to the opposing team. That's what you draw up on third and eight. What the fuck are you doing? I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I get why you throw to AJ there. Cause I mean, it's AJ Brown. Arguably a top five receiver in the NFL. I mean, I wouldn't even say arguably. He is a top five receiver in the NFL. Yeah. And it's one on one. You're throwing it. You're throwing it to him. But why are we calling that play? Why are we calling that play? And then, like, I know it worked last year. It worked last year. The Steelers game. Remember that? Remember that time? That was a fun time. It worked. It worked that that game. It's worked plenty of times. Can we draw this up some too. fucking post routes or something. Get him in the middle of the field. I can't watch Jalen Hurts fucking overthrow another deep ball down the sideline by 15-plus fucking yards. Yeah. That is so fucking frustrating to watch, dude. I don't. Uh, his overthrows, when he overthrows, they're fucking – they're bad overthrows. Like, not just missed it by a little bit. Missed this shit by, like, 20 yards. I don't uh, – Another frustrating thing, talking about middle of the field, is we have, talent-wise, I feel – a top three tight end, but production wise, he's he's like Joe Schmo, dude. It feels like because like we feed him and then we stop, and then of course we feed him on those dumbass tight end screens where Devonte Smith is the lead blocker. And like I love Devonte, he he's feisty. He tries, man. He got his ass blown up on that one, mm-hmm. and it's like, what? Why do we do this for? Like you know what you know what tight end screens actually work? The ones where like. He's like blocking on the line and then he like turned and goes. Those work. Those work a lot, actually. But this bubble screen shit, the tight end, you're fucking kidding me, man. I, this pains me to say, but the way we need to use Dallas Goddard, you see how the fucking Cowboys are using Jake Ferguson? Do that. Exactly. We didn't know who the fuck Jake Ferguson was last year. This dude's almost got 800 something yards and like eight touchdowns this year. And, I Half mean, his yards were against us. Exactly. I mean, you know what I mean. I, all his stuff comes from the middle of the field. Why are we not doing it? It doesn't. <laughs> First off, we don't. We don't purgatory with this fucking team right now. We don't scheme anything up in the middle of the field. We do. Whenever we have like our planned out first couple plays, you know, but throughout the game, nah. um, he brought up a good point earlier. Is like. We ha- we start the game and something works and we just go away from it. That's why last night on on the Link Lineup Twitter account, I tweeted, "Hey, this is nice. Let's see if we can keep it up." Because I knew in the back of my head, and I was, and I knew from just past experiences that we'll start off hot and then we'll just call like the same plays over and over again, and they work sometimes. They work. They won't work the other times, and that's what happened. And can't say I'm surprised, but it is what it is. Um, but uh, I guess the last person we talk about here, uh, the big topic is Jalen Hurts. Um, and then we can go on to as a, as a team and we can get on all, all of that stuff. Um, I feel like Jalen had a great game running the ball. He, he looked like his old self, and that was nice. 
he didn't slide behind the line of scrimmage whenever there's a you know a defender in his zip code. Uh, he was actually running through running through like contact and uh, taking hits that you didn't want to see, uh, including some I feel like late ones because you know he slid and got hit. Patrick Mahomes would have been like, hey, hey, but Jalen Hurts, you know, has to be Mr. Cool, you know, has to be Mr. Cool. Yeah, can't show emotion. Um, and so he doesn't get the call. But passing was, he was, he was slinging that thing in that first quarter. He was, had some zip on that throw and, uh, it just, it didn't stop. It stopped. And I don't know. I don't know what to do or say that can help him out because he's not going to listen. Um, but I will say this. So like that play, that third and eight play, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I get that AJ is your first read and I get that it's AJ Brown and he's a single coverage, but you got to be smart in that situation and be like, Ooh, like have awareness. It's third and eight. You have Devontae Smith just streaking down the middle of the field with you has nobody in front of him. There's nobody in front of him. He catches that ball. He's probably still running. Yeah, he's running. And we have a first down and we live to see another day. But we're trying to do home runs. And like that's that's like my biggest gripe with Jalen is we don't have to have that home run ball every single third down, second down, first down, fourth down. We can take what they give us. Another prime example, last play of the game, that interception. Keith Gainwell is five yards away from him, and there is not a there's not a defender within 25 yards of him. We just gotta get like 13 yards and we're in field goal range. And granted, it's not a it's not an automatic make considering the conditions, but you know, it it would have been nice to see Jake Elliott have a chance. But here's my also thinking. This is my this this is this is a joke. Throwing that out there already. I usually say afterwards it's a joke. But in my opinion, Jalen Hurts said, "Hey, I'm sick. I'm tired. Fuck it. If he catches it, we we're gonna win this game. Or we're gonna lose this thing, and we lost. He just said well, he wanted to get off the field. That's what he wanted to do. He said, "Fuck this." And I don't I don't blame him. If it was cold, raining, and I'm sick, I don't want to be out there. I want to be in bed, laying down some medicine. Get my head rubbed from my sweetheart. I don't. I don't. I don't want to play football. What the fuck? Fuck look like. Um. But. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Josh, what do what do you think about Jalen Hurts' performance last night? I mean, I kind. I feel like it's kind of just kind of uninspired at this point. Doesn't seem like he's having a good time. Doesn't seem like he wants to be there. Um, I'm sure it's blown out of proportion, and I know he wasn't feeling well. But I mean, you know. It's an excuse until you get on the field. Once you're on the field, you're playing. So either sack up or don't get on the field. Um, I mean, everyone's banged up at some point. I mean, there's a difference between being sick and being hurt. But I don't know. Just uh, not what you want to see from the face of your franchise. You can tell me how the sniffles. You remember they wanted to show up the uh, the show like the up close to his face. Yeah. Oh, poor baby. Like Every good. time they zoom in on his on his helmet while he's on the field, his fucking eyes were like, dude. You you could see it in his eyes that he felt like shit. But, uh, it, I, mean, 
I get, I want to give him a pass so bad, but like it, it, I don't think it would have mattered if he was sick or not sick. He would have made those same throws. Yeah. It might have been better, but I don't know. Yeah. I'd I'd be more inclined to give him a pass if it wasn't the same shit all season. Yeah. I mean, sick or not, he's led the league in turnover. Or is he leading the league in turnovers? No. He's he's up there. He's not. He's got to be close. He's like top three. Um, I think he has 12 interceptions this year and like, what, 10 bumbles? Killing me on fantasy too, buddy. Killing me. To me, just I don't know. As of late, I think everybody's confidence is just way down in themselves. Um, you could hear it in his press conference after the game. He was almost questioning like the commitment from everyone, like questioning the commitment of the team. And uh, I do like how. We went on this rah-rah last year, last week about him going into press conferences and giving, like, these methodical quotes and everything else. But um, the one thing I do like about him is he'll hold himself accountable for everything. Um, that's something that you could definitely get behind as a teammate of his. Um, but at, he just has not looked the same. Um and I've seen a lot of stuff on social media uh, comparing this to when John DeFilippo got let go with Carson and they brought in – They want the best friend thing? Yeah, Press Taylor. Um, how Carson was really good and the next year he just regressed horribly. Um, I, To me, a lot of the mis- mistakes this year – they're – because you see what he could do as a player just based on last year alone. That This kind of regression just doesn't happen in, in a player, especially at this age, being how young he is. That far of a regression just doesn't happen out of nowhere. It's There is some shit going on schematically. Coaching-wise, something is not right. And what fucking – it kills me to say that because what are they going to do? I mean, I mean, you can't do anything about it in the middle of the year, just change an entire offense. It's a little different when you can do it with defense. Defense doesn't have near as many progressions through their schemes as offense does. You can change stuff like that. But I don't – I don't know. It scares me with this year, man. All right. So, all right with the offense. Uh, so, now now here, here's the fun part. Uh, all right, Bryce. There you go. Jeffrey Larry calls you. Ring, ring. He says, hey, hey, Bryce. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I don't know what to do to help this team win. I need your input. Like, what's the first thing I need to do to save this season? What do you tell him? <clears throat> Definitely need to have a long, long sit down with whoever it may be with their fucking thumb all over this offense. And you need to sit down and have a conversation with them and tell them they need to realize the amount of playmakers and the personnel that you have on this offense. And it's, it's a struggle for you to put up close to 20 points a game. That's, that's, that's a major problem. If it's Brian, let him go. 
If it's fucking Kevin Petullo, let him go. I hate to say it. I'm not saying fire a head coach. Oh, man. I'm not. No, I'm. that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying fire Nick. But he needs to be fucking criticized if he's if he's the one that has his thumb all over this. Like, if he's the one that's pushing the play calling and Brian just is not able to call his own plays and run his own offense, then we need to have a change like last year. Tell Nick to either cut the shit or you're going to be let go and let Brian do his thing or just – Something needs to be figured out immediately on the offense. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are saying uh, we should get rid of Nick Sirianni, uh, that, that's crazy, I think. Um, however, the que- the big question is, like, what is Nick doing to uh, enhance, like, this team or, like, make, you know, make them better? What does he, what does he do that gives them an edge? Um, right now, nothing. I can I can confidently say nothing. He's not, you know, he's been praised for being like a, you know, a player's coach and being like a motivator. But it feels like the Eagles are playing the most uninspired football I've ever seen. And it starts with him. If he is scheming up the offense the way that we're seeing it, uh, stop – Stop touching the offense. Let somebody else do it because that's not helping at all. Uh, he used to be aggressive. I feel like he stopped being aggressive. Um, so he, right now, as it stands, he hasn't done anything to give us a competitive edge at all. He's just he's as useful as a paperweight, it seems like. Uh, but the Eagles aren't going to fire him. He shouldn't be fired. Um, if somehow we pull these next three games and we get a we get a wild card exit, then you can have that discussion. But because that, that's an absolute meltdown, be ten and one, and then oh my god, finish the season ten and seven, and then lose the first round. Oh, I'll be sick to my stomach if that happens to me. Oh god, I don't know what I'll do. This show might not continue. This you might see the last of me. Um, because I'll be sick to my stomach talking about this team. But uh, that's not going to happen. What happened? Um, but he's going to be around. He'll be around at least next year. And I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't think this team is where people think they are. But, uh, you know, Josh, same question to you. Jeffrey Lurie calls you. What's the first thing you tell him to say this season? All right. Jeffrey Lurie calls me. He says, Josh, how do we save the season offensively? Give me season tickets. I'll tell you. Give me season tickets. I'll tell you. Right. Lifetime. Lifetime tickets. First thing you do, you get Nick, you get Brian, you get Jalen together. You figure out what is – well, first off, I mean, you get, all right, jokes aside, you want to figure out what is the biggest difference, obviously, coordinators aside, from last year to this year. Was Nick – did he have more of a hand in the offense last year and he's letting Brian run the show this year? Is he trying to influence the offense more this year, like coming off of that Super Bowl appearance? And he's just, you know, oh, I'm a Super Bowl caliber coach. I should have more of a say in the offense and the play calling. Whatever it is, something obviously isn't working. you got to figure out what's going different. How can you get back to – I'm not saying go back, watch the tape, and do what we did last year. But – to a degree we have things obviously have to change. So whether it's Nick being less involved, whether it's Nick being completely hands off, 
or if I mean maybe part of the aggressiveness is him deferring more to Brian Johnson and when he was deferring to Shane Steichen maybe Shane Steichen was more aggressive than Brian Johnson overall I mean the team just doesn't seem like it has a for lack of a better word like a good like a good fastball it doesn't seem like we have anything offensively that we go to consistently that we can rely on it seems like we have a lot of counters and like you know not I don't want to say like not gimmicks but it seems like we have like we're better on the fringes but we don't have a go-to concept offensively that we can rely on we don't have money play pretty much we don't have like we a, have money, a money play like a or money money play whatever you want to call it. exactly so we have you know we have some things that you can play off of that if you do have a good money play but you can't get by offensively without it um at least not to the caliber that this team obviously should be so you know i think we need to figure out like what what's the team doing differently or what the team needs to do differently play call wise scheme wise how to put i mean obviously at the end of the day it comes down to Jalen also because you can drop, drop the best play in the world but if he's gonna you know throw a bomb to aj brown on third and eight instead of hitting Devonte smith wide open then it doesn't matter what play you call so you know you gotta uh you know get everybody on the same page in terms of what the team's trying to focus on and what Jalen himself can focus on. Cause if he can't reel himself in, then it's all for naught. Yep. Uh, he's calling me. I'm telling him, Hey, look, what we're going to do. We have a money play. It's called a touch push. Use it, brother. Get three yards every play and just methodically move down the field. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be the worst looking touchdown drive, but man, Hey, Jalen Hurst going to be, Need points of fan- fantasy because this is gonna be all Jalen all the time. Uh, secondly, uh, you're gonna control the time of possession. You are going to control it. There's no way you don't do it. So push and push and push. Um, but that was also a joke. What honestly, what Josh said is what my answer kind of is. Is you gotta get you gotta go in there. And you gotta figure out. You gotta look at the plays you're successful with. And this is what I basically talked about last, the last pod, what Shane has said is like, you have all these things that you do that work, but you don't use them. Slants, curls, uh, screens, even though I will say the screens didn't work this game. Um, and just because they don't work the first time doesn't mean they won't work the second time. Um, don't tell them that because they'll run bubble screens, non-fucking stop. All right. Uh, running back screens. We'll we'll do that. We'll set. We'll put that there because that other bubble screen shit doesn't work. But like I said, uh, pony pony packages, pony personnel, whatever you want to call it, works. Why are we not using these more often? Sure, we can dial up uh, a shot play to AJ, but our whole offense can't be built on that shot play. It has to be a combination of the things that I just listed off. And then you can work your way up to that. Get under center. Run the ball from under center. And I will say, guess what? We did it one time, and we got our shit blown up. But that doesn't mean the second time won't do it. It won't work, you know? But find out what works. You know what works. Use that. AJ Brown, call him Slant Boy for for crying out loud. If it has to be that way, it has to be that way. Make him run slants. Make Devontae run curls. 
Marthe's going to break off every time. It'll be open. So find out what works and fucking build off that because what we're doing now is not working. And we're just leaving a lot to be desired because we want to just put teams away fast. We want to score fast. There's no reason for that, especially because you can be the most efficient team in the world with just long, methodical drives that run down the clock, wear down the defenses, and just you actually score. Actually score. But these these shot plays on third down, not it. But if it worked, like AJ said, if it does work, we're we're having a totally different discussion. But they haven't been working. Um, so that leads me to my my next question, and this is where I feel like the majority of this conversation is this like this is like the big chunk of the podcast is Bryce on a scale of one to ten, ten being no hope at all, season's done, and one being I think we still have I think we're still super Super Bowl contenders and we have a shot. Where are you at? You said from so ten is ten is ten is season over. Season over. Oh, okay. One is we have a chance to win. We're still contenders. Put me at a fucking eight. Oh boy. All right. Why is that? Bro, it's because like this is what I said because we texted a little bit earlier in the week. Every positive fan on social media right now that's talking about this team is saying you're a good enough team to win 10 games. They've done something well enough to get to 10 wins. What I'm trying to get through to people is like, I understand you win 10 games, but I promise you this team has such shitty qualities to it, such shitty similarities to horrible teams, like bad teams. Look at how they won majority of these 10 wins that they won. They're not sustainable. They're not sustainable football. And it's starting to show. I mean, it's starting to show. And once you barely squeak out in these wins, all that stuff that's going wrong is getting masked. Like it's not being drawn attention to just because you won the game. I understand you win the game, but look how you played in those in those wins. There's a fucking reason Jalen Hurts is top three, top he's definitely top five in turnovers. That shit came in in the matter of this 10 win season so far. This offensive line, I love it to death, but it's definitely regressed. Sack numbers, way down from last year. Pressure numbers, way down from last year. The fundamentals, bro, you even go to fundamentals, missed tackles, missed assignments, miscommunication. Bro, that, those are all qualities of shitty teams. Teams that if you carry those qualities into the playoffs, you will get fucking dog walked out of the playoffs. Like hey, the Niners, Cowboys, I'd even say the Lions now. Like those, those teams will take advantage of what you do wrong and they will absolutely kill you for it. It's not sustainable football. And this whole – I, to me, just people are way too positive right now. 
and they're not opening their eyes clearly enough to see what is actually going on. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. You want to hate my take on this, uh, but Josh, I'll uh, I'll let you uh, go next. Uh, I'm gonna change discussion. We'll kick in. I want to change it up a little bit. One being, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect anything less than Super Bowl appearance because like you, know, you can still be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, where are you at? One to ten. Ten being obviously, like I said, we're we're cooked. Uh Honestly, I'm right there with you, Bryce. I'm probably like a seven or eight. I I just don't see. I mean, I can I agree with everything you said. I think there's a lot of issues that this team has that we were overlooking because we were squeaking out wins, and so it was easy to ignore a lot of the flaws that this team definitely does have, especially compared to last year. It's not the same team. Um, we're not playing the same way. We're not beating teams by as much when we do win. I can't remember who said it on Twitter earlier today, but. You still got a lot of the same names, but the fucking it's just not the same ball. Like they're not playing on how they did last year, whether that be coaching or personal per player performance, whatever it may be. It is not the same fucking team from last year. Not even close. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, you, offensively, uh, not the same in the red zone last year. It seemed like we got to the red zone; it was an automatic score. This year, uh, I don't know where we rank, but I mean, it's definitely not near the top of the league. Um, defensively, you know, like you said, the sack numbers, the pressure numbers are way down. A big difference, in my opinion, is last year, uh, you know, Slay and Bradbury, especially the first half of the year, played out of their minds. And this year, the secondary has been a weakness. Um, I mean, when, it, when you play against good teams, like, you know, when we play against the Niners, we're not going to be able to cover, you know, like George Kittle with the guy that we picked up off the street. We're not going to be able to cover those kind of those caliber of players with guys who were cut from their teams, mm-hmm. from worse teams than ours. Um, I mean, moving forward and like next year and stuff, I'm confident that we'll turn things around. But at this point in the year, it seems like um, I don't see us making the big as big of a turnaround as it would need to be for us to make the Super Bowl and to overcome. Just me personally, me personally, teams. as a fan. I don't fucking enjoy going to the playoffs and just hoping to get in the playoffs and just getting absolutely fucking smoked when you get there. That's not enjoyable to me. Like, because then I have to sit on that loss for literally how long? Probably six months, six, seven months at least. That's just sitting in my mind. You know what I mean? The entire time. What could have been, what could have done differently? I'm not saying tank. I'm. That's not what I'm saying at all. But people just need to come to the realization this fucking team is not, even close to what they were last year. And they're just not a dominant football team right now. They're just, it seems like their confidence is shot. Just, they're just not playing together as a team. I don't know what it is, bro, but that's just my input on it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they definitely shouldn't tank. I definitely think they should do their best the rest of the year and in the playoffs. Um, I mean, you know, unless we win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to sit on a loss all summer or all, okay. except, you know, however many months, but, uh, yeah, I'm just not. It hasn't looked, hasn't felt like a Super Bowl team most. It of could this. definitely change my opinion. I mean, I'm not saying they could come out and play these next three weeks and play like their hair's on fire, and a fucking light switch could turn on and they could look like a team last year. But, dude, I just, I think you're they're just digging themselves such a fucking hole with this scheme and this offense that it's just. 
unsustainable to win high-level football games at a time where you absolutely have to be at your peak best. Honestly, I don't think there's much that they could do over the next three weeks to make me confident. I mean, just because of they're playing thing. against. Like, if they beat the Giants and the Cardinals, like, I mean, we're supposed to. Like, unless we – I mean, even if we throttle them. Like, you come like, – We should be. I something mean, something could – We're could, significantly better. Like, we should be destroying those teams. Yeah. There should be tune-up games. Exactly. We could, and, we could uh, beat – win these three weeks 70 to nothing in each game. That's about the only fucking way I could ever. I mean, you could yeah. sway my opinion over this shit. And even then, like the people are gonna say, "Well, oh, well, it was the Cardinals or it was the Giants," and they'd be right. Yeah, like that's those just aren't the same caliber of teams that we have to be ready to beat. So, like, I mean, I'm hopeful. These past three weeks, you could definitely see those three teams in the playoffs. Seattle's still in the hunt. The Cowboys and 49ers are definitely. And 49ers for sure in the playoffs. Cowboys more than likely definitely in the playoffs. So, I mean, you got to play these teams. And you got fucking smoked by two of them. I wasn't even competitive. All right. Uh, well, first thing is uh, your guys' takes are – I'm going to make mine seem like they're not important anymore because you guys <laughs> are already countering what I'm about to say. But just real quick, gun to your head. Three three part question. Three part question. Uh, where do the Eagles finish record wise? Uh, seeding where do they get, and then if you had to predict what round they lose in, or if they win it all, uh, where is it that at? Uh, Bryce, go first. Okay, so we're ten four right now. The record finishing twelve and five. They dropped one of them, I feel. I mean, Cardinals have been playing decent football, like competitive football, other than last week. They ran into a buzzsaw against the, the 49ers, but they've played competitive football ever since Kyler's been back. Um, this is a very fucking tough question to ask me right now because, like I said, my confidence is just so shot in this team. It – like – these are supposed to be tune-up games, but the way they're playing, they could fucking drop all three of these games, dude. I mean, it's it's so hard to answer this question. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, to me, they could finish 12-5. and five. They drop one of them to win the other two. Seeding, so you're 12-5. and five, What does that put you at? And that it just – Either the three, the two, or the five. The three, maybe. Okay. And so that that put us up against I like the Rams or somebody along those lines. Okay, you beat Rams I, Packers. I think they can beat the Rams. And then the Rams they go, been fucking Rams have been playing good football as of late too. I mean And then we go to Detroit, hypothetically speaking. I think our season ends in Detroit. Probably, honestly. <laughs> fucking probably. That offense has been that offense has been clicking. Now, if it was Jared Goff playing in the link, I don't trust it. Jared Goff plays like shit when it's outside and it's cold. But bro, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say, bro. Like it's just dude, last night's loss hurt me so fucking bad because we should have won that game. 
by a landslide. So I'm mentally, I'm I'm not giving up on the season as much as it sounds like I am. But well, it sounds like you think we're dead. So, but I mean, do you understand like why I think this though? Like, sure. <laughs> like I don't see a positive coming from from what has happened these past three weeks. Like it's just. I think they've dug themselves such a hole that it's that it's getting to them themselves, if that makes sense. Like I don't, I don't, I don't All know. Right. Bryce is a hater. He he said division round. Uh, Josh, yeah. um, I agree with Bryce. I, I want to say twelve and five, uh, for the season. I think we just especially after losing the last three, I could see us dropping one of the last three. Um. We'll see. I don't think we would drop two of them. So I'd say we're at least 12 and five. Um, when it gets to the playoffs, I think we'll definitely win our first round matchup. It'll probably be someone like the, like you said, the Rams, or maybe the, the Vikings or the Bucks. So you think we're going to win the division? So. I think we have Cowboys, a good chance. I mean, I think we, we have an easier the Cowboys. I think they're going to, yeah. I think the Dolphins are going to beat the Cowboys. To me, that tells a lot. About that team, that game right there. Yeah, I think. I mean, if the playoffs started right now, we would play the Bucks round one, and then we would play the Lions in round two if they won. Um, and imagine what Rashad White would do this fucking defense ever since week three. Fuck him. <laughs> no, I think we would beat the Bucks though. I think we would win our first round matchup unless we get one of the last two. Or wait, yeah, unless we get. One of the last two spots, lower two wild cards, but no, we wouldn't because we would have a, have to have a better record. So uh, yeah, I think we'll win our first round matchup, and then depending on if we play, if we play Dallas in the second round, in Dallas, I don't think we win. If we play the Lions in the second round in Detroit, wouldn't that be a fucking way to go out? I think we got a shot. to the hands of Dallas. I think we got a shot against Detroit. Um. And the way the bracket is set guys. up right now, we would play. That's how it would go. We would play. Uh, oh, wait. What did we play, though? Uh, so we would play, no, we so, play the Cowboys in round two. If we were the fifth seed, we snuck in as a, if we made it in the fifth seed and we won, we're probably playing the 49ers, I think. All right? Yeah, because we'd be the uh, lowest seed or the highest seed left. So we, we play the 49ers. Uh, that's right. All right, so, so let me ask this question okay. for the third week in a row. <laughs> we see the 49ers again. You still think we're beating them? Yeah, I think we played better than last time. I think we – I hope we play better than last time. I think we win. I do. I don't – I mean, just being realistic, I don't think we win. But I think we play better than last time, and I think I think we do better than people expect. I think people are going to like leading up to a game that week. They're going to be like, "Oh, Eagles are going to get blown out again." It's light work for the Niners. I don't think it'll be like that, but I I just don't. I just feel like there's such a gap right now. Yeah, I'll say this: the sky's not falling for me, and nobody wants to hear that, uh, especially you two motherfuckers who are throw down the damn dumps. I can't even, can't even be happy. Um, I'm not happy about the loss. I think some of the negatives from last night's game will actually end up being positives. I think 
So like 49ers game, we lost. The excuse was the amount of snaps, we're tired. You know, it is what it is. Same thing with the Cowboys game, right? Yeah, that excuse. What's your excuse now for the Seahawks game? You don't really have one. Uh, you can say Dylan Hurst was sick. You can say you can say whatever. You don't really have an excuse, right? You saw you saw what wasn't working. That was James Bradbury wasn't working. Find out what's not working now while we have a chance. And I have faith that this coaching staff will recognize that, hey, James Bradbury is not good. Or, hey, you know, we couldn't beat the Seahawks doing this shit. Let's stop doing that. You know, I, I have faith in them. I also have faith, as much shit as I've talked about them, I have a lot of faith in Jalen Hurts. There is, there is not a guy in this world who has faced a lot, like as much adversity as he has throughout his career, his young career. And he's bounced back every time. And in big ways. So I would definitely say the shit that he's caught on social media about people talking about training him and all this shit. Those people are fucking nuts. I mean, that to me, that's crazy. Like that's crazy speak. But I just think never mind. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. I think I think the problem with him right now is also he's probably pressing a little too much. I think his goal from the beginning of the season was to get back, was to get back. And I feel like he needs to calm down and realize that you don't have to win the game right then and there. You don't have to. You don't. You're not going to blow out a team forty nothing in the first half and sit down on your ass. For the second, half. it's just not going to happen. So stop trying to do it. This team isn't going to win games like that. And we're finding that, and like we found that out all year long, but we kept on winning. So like, you're not going to adjust as much because you're winning, and you know, like just like we, a couple podcasts ago, what was the title of it called? He was the best team in the NFL. Now we're the worst team in the NFL, according to some people. You know, so like we're winning, so we're not going to critique them, and we're not going to. We don't feel like change has to be made. We lost to the Seahawks, lost to the Cowboys, lost to the 49ers. They weren't like. It's all connected, and we kind of lost the same ways. The defense was bad. Uh, offense wasn't doing anything special. Cowboys game, offense didn't score any points. All right, they didn't score a touchdown. Uh, 49ers, we – it still stings. But, like, now that we lost the Seahawks, I feel like it's the wake-up call that you needed. There's no excuses. There's no, there's no BS you can say right now to anybody. There's not an Eagles fan out there right now that is like, it's okay, guys. Like, you know, they're, they're tired. Jalen Hurts was sick. Nobody's saying that shit. They're like, we suck. And No, but I, there's a lot of motherfuckers just hanging on to their good enough team to win 10 games this year. Uh, guess what? I'm one of them because at the end of the day, it's, it's the National Football League, and 10 games is impressive no matter how you put it. It, it is what it is. It, you don't want to hear it? I understand. But I have faith. I have a lot of faith. I'll, I'll score one to ten. I'm at a one because I feel like this team is good enough to win. Uh, they're going to have to have. It's going to have to. Be, it's going to have to be like a lightning in the bottle thing with 2017. Yeah. Because we stumbled our way into the playoffs, and we won. We won it all. Uh, so these next three weeks, well, you guys said, oh, you know, if we if we beat them seventy nothing every game, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't go into the playoffs feeling any better. Or you said that would take that'd be what it takes. If we beat the Giants forty two to ten, that next podcast is going to have it's just going to feed families, right? Because we're 
<laughs> Everybody's going to be pumped up. We go to the Cardinals game. We, we drop another 40-piece. We go back to the Giants again. We go up enough points where you can set the, the, the starters out in the second half. You cannot tell me we're not going to go in there feeling a lot better. Also, the narrative that this, this team's broken, oh, they're broken right now. But you know what cures everything? Winning. Winning fixes all problems in the locker room. And guess what? Yeah, the Giants. Twice. Yeah, the Cardinals. Sure, they've been playing a little. They're a little feisty. Don't don't get me wrong. They're feisty. We're not going to lose to them. We're not going to lose to them. It's just not going to happen. Right? It's just not going to happen. So, getting back on track, these next three weeks are... I fucking hate you for somewhat drawing me back into this fucking yeah. team, dude. I, I know. I know. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. But this is, this is what I thought about all day at work. But these next three weeks are crucial. If we lose, I'm out. If we lose... If we lose one of these games next two weeks, I'm going to be so out. It's not. It's not going to be funny. But you have a you have a chance to go bust their ass. The Giants twice and the Cardinals once. These next three weeks, you're primed to whoop their ass. You got to do it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got to blow these guys out. If we if we beat them by three points next week, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. I won't be out. I'll be sick to my stomach. But we gotta win. We gotta win. The the Niners, they're let me let me tell you something. They are the hottest team in the NFL right now. But guess what? That streak is gonna have to end at some point. They're gonna slow down a little bit. It's, it's only it's not a matter of if, it's a matter very, of when. I'm very I'm very curious to see how the Ravens play them on Christmas Day. The Ravens I'm, I'm very yeah. interested in that game. <laughs> you know how the 49ers broke us? The Ravens could easily break the 49ers. Let me tell you, it could be that way. But, like, you can't just deny the fact that a couple weeks ago we were happy and then, like, there's no locker room issues and all of a sudden everybody hates everybody. There's no accountability. Nothing. Just win some fucking ball games, and this team is back and primed for a run to win what they should have won last year. And I put it as my, my pen tweet. We're going to be down 10 points in the Super Bowl. We're going to come back and win the motherfucker. And let me tell you right now, I'm going to, that happens. Well, I mean, then we'll definitely, we'll definitely have to revisit this podcast, this but, episode at least. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm not out on this team. Uh, I have, like I said, Taylor Hurts pissed me off so fucking much for this, his Mr. Cool, nonchalant <laughs> motherfucker. I hate him. But I, I have so much faith in him. I have so much faith. AJ's tired of losing. And, you know, he he's tired of losing. Devontae's tired of it. Everybody's tired of it. It's not like they're cool with the it. The thing is, they have to fucking do something about it then. Like, they've got to. Uh, prime example, we're playing the Giants next week. Fucking, there's there's a chance right there. That's a little bro. You got to you whoop, you whoop them up. Just whoop up on them. You, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll feel yourself again. You'll, you'll get your little mojo back. It's easy. Win the motherfucker, and you'll get it. You'll be right back on track, and then follow it up, beating the Cardinals' ass. That'll get you right back on track again, and then you following up with another Giants game. You know, up again. Guess what? Now the next week you have the two seat or the three seat, hopefully the two seat. Then you're playing who? You're, you're playing the Saints or whooping that ass. Doesn't matter who we play. The the seven seed, we're gonna whoop their ass. It doesn't matter. 
then Detroit will come to our house. We're going to whoop their ass. It's, it's, it's not going to be close. Now we're on a road, right? Now we got to play the 49ers. Guess what? Who knows what's going to happen that one. But I think we'll win that one. And then we're playing the Bengals somehow with a backup quarterback. What are you? What shit did you smoke before this podcast? Is going to be how this season ends with the Eagles on top. Fuck that stupid beating Jake Browning in the fucking Super Bowl. Jake Browning's want to get paid for it too. Congrats to him. We're gonna beat him, and you know we're gonna laugh at this this the stage we're at right now because, like I said, the Eagles have a chance to get back on track. And to be honest. We, we knew Seattle was a hard place to play at. And in my mind, I knew that it wasn't going to be the greatest game. I thought we'd win for sure, but I didn't think we'd blow them out just because of the conditions. You throw one, Jalen has whatever the fuck he had, AIDS, the flu, whatever, you know. Uh, it wasn't It wasn't, It wasn't. wasn't the time. Now is the time. You know what works? Use it. No, it doesn't work. Stop using it. And beat up on this team. Get the young guys out there. Ben Strange Bradbury, get the young guys out there. Sidney Brown was the hungriest motherfucker I've ever seen this year. He sucked ass in the second half. He, he, he sucked so much ass that second half. I hated him. That motherfucker stank in that second half. Couldn't tackle a soul. But man, watching him just get in people's faces and like wanting to hit somebody. Same with Keeley. Keeley wanted to hit somebody. Keeley wanted to play. Get the young guys out there. Nolan, man, that hit. I mean, he hurt himself, but he clocked somebody, Josh man. Sweat. Josh Sweat with a big hit, too. Like, they, they're, I know I said there wasn't any dogs, but there are some, and they're the young guys. Let them fucking play. And get James. They need Patrick. to play this fucking last fucking five minutes in the team meeting tomorrow. I believe. I believe. Do you believe is the question. And I hope that their answer is yes, because they need to believe. And we're going to find out if they do or not. That's as simple as that. Um, it'd be nice if the Cowboys lost too. That'd be awesome. Because uh, then, guess what? We play Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. The boys are back. That's that's all I want. I want to put that. I want to put that damn picture up, and that that'd be my Christmas gift from the Eagles because I wasted too damn much money going to that game earlier this month. But we have we have plenty of time, in my opinion, to figure it out, and I think we will. And you just gotta be in the you gotta be in the dance. You gotta be in the dance to win it. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Cause the last thing I'll say is a lot of times the best team in the NFL, they don't win the Super Bowl. Just the, the hottest team. And we have a chance to go in the, the playoffs three, three, you know. And honestly have a chance to beat up a far like worst opponent in the in the playoffs in the first round. So we can get hot. Just need to execute and wake up. That's really it. Uh, anything else to add before I guess we uh, wrap this bad boy up? Uh, end it. <laughs> end it on a high note. <laughs> yeah, I will, we'll do that. We'll do that. I, I feel. I feel like, like I said, I know. I know. I may be super optimistic and maybe delusional some you know it, it is what it is but this this team's like a it's a their offense at least is a ticking time bomb like i know we've said 
all all year long they haven't played their best ball, and like this honestly might be it for them. This might not this might be their best ball, but there's just too much talent offensively for them not to go off. And man, would be awesome to to start this journey against the Giants. It'd be awesome to start it to see what works, what doesn't work, and be effective. Um. You're not going to win games with this defense. The defense isn't going to win you a game. They're not. They're not going to win you a game at all. This offense can carry them all the way to the to the, the big one. Um, so just hang your hang your head on that and trust your franchise quarterback, who has been knocked down many times and got himself right back up. And he's he's down, but he's going to get right back up. And that's all I needed to know. And that's what keeps my uh, my hopes high. Uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, this is the link lineup. You can follow our socials at the link lineup, um, on all platforms. Uh, I've been, I've been more active lately. I've been working on that. So, you know, pat myself on the back. Um, yeah, so follow us on all that. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google, Amazon, uh, Stitcher's not a thing anymore, so I can't say them. Um, leave a, leave a rating, leave a review, whatever you can do there follow subscribe i don't know what they do but uh do one of those um youtube like comment subscribe share with a friend um we've been uh we've been doing pretty good doing, doing pretty good and i thank you guys that have listened um shout out to you all we'll be back later on this week talk about any and all the news that has came about since uh today and then we'll uh hopefully win you some money this week when we're not betting on Gabe Davis this week, right, Josh? No more Gabe Davis. No more Gabe Davis. He's either going for 150 yards or zero. And seems like zero is more frequent than 150. Um, but as always, uh, this is Bryce, Josh, and myself, Chase. Uh, thank you for watching. And as always, it'll always be the same, no matter what. Go, birds. Go, Go birds. birds.